Hello, and welcome to On Your Left, the politics podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she, them pronouns. I'm Nirali Sheth, and I'm not entirely sure I'm a person at the moment. Check in later. Uh, you may refer to Nirali using she, her pronouns, but she is also yes. very sleepy. Understatement, yes. Um, we are uh, in your... Uh, podcast feeds every Wednesday, uh, so be sure to follow us and share our wonderful, glorious words with your friends, with your family, whoever you talk to these days, with your dog. If you have a dog and they want to listen to the podcast, I think that would be good. I would enjoy that. Um, and if you want to help us make this podcast, you can become our patron at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod. Um, so before we get to the news, Narali, why are you so tired today? Um, I have not slept since, uh, I woke up at 10 a.m. yesterday, and I have not slept since then. Um, because the Project for Awesome happened, um, and part of the Project for Awesome is a 48-hour live stream, and I had already felt like I slept for too much of it when I slept for, like, six hours, Um, so I wanted to stay up and watch the rest of it and moderate the chat for the rest of it and meme and hang out in the Slack. Yes. (laughs) As fun as I'm sure that was... I also uh, participated in the project for Awesome. You did. But I got a full eight hours of sleep last night, and I feel marvelous about that decision upon talking to you. (laughs) I'm happy for you. I highly enjoyed myself, so, like, no regrets. It's just, I am, I have to eventually come to terms with the fact that I am not in my early 20s or, like, uh, a young college student anymore and I cannot pull all-nighters. Today was clearly not that day, but eventually I will come to terms with that. Maybe um, next year. I'm still 25, I'm not 26 cuz my last birthday did not count. Um <laughs> but yeah, so the project for awesome is a uh charity uh event that happens every year. Um where people in the Nerdfighter community talk about their favorite charities, and uh, then the community votes on their favorite ones while raising money, and it's excellent. Um, And yeah, Katrina made an excellent video on Planned Parenthood, I made a video on the First Tech Fund, which are both great organizations doing very different but very important things. Um, Yeah. And we'll be talking more about the Project for Awesome in our Good News segment. Uh, but for now, let's get into our COVID updates. Yeah, you know, going from happy, happy, fun times to COVID. However, we are starting with good news with COVID, which is that vaccinations are picking up across the United States. And the average number administered daily has been increasing steadily since late December. So we have been ramping up the vaccine doses. Yeah, which is really exciting. Joe Biden is on track to get 100 million people vaccinated in his first 100 days in office. Yes. And I love it. Yeah. 
And he also promised, he said he was, uh, he purchased 200 million more vaccines this week um, and was able to expedite a production of one vaccine, I think. Yes. Yeah. So Joe, Joe Biden is doing things and uh, he's doing good things. And also he uh, started at step zero, not even step one, because the previous administration, who we'll talk about later, um, literally had zero plan to deal with COVID, zero vaccination plan, zero anything. So um, this is some good uh, progress for the first three weeks of uh, Joe Biden in office. Yeah. Um, As of this recording, the CDC has reported that 38.3 million people have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, and that includes 14.1 million people who have been fully vaccinated. And that's just great news. I'm very happy for those millions of people of which I am not one yet. Yeah, we are waiting in line. We are both young, both uh, relatively healthy. Um... So it's not our turn yet, but it will be, and we'll get vaccinated soon. I always say that I'm really good at being patient, but that's from years of being very impatient and having to live with things like this. Yeah. Um, however, uh, unfortunately, despite all of this, like, really good news, uh, logistical Logistical hurdles mean that many Americans will not have been vaccinated by the end of the summer. Um, Logistics, including setting up vaccine appointments, which has been a nightmare and a half in my personal experience, seeing what family friends have gone through trying to get appointments. Um, And uh, all sorts of other things, like getting the vaccines to communities and convincing communities to get the vaccines. We talked about this a lot in our previous episode on reasons why, you know, we're not getting vaccinated fast enough. Um, And there's also just the easy fact that I think is uh, easiest for most people to understand that it actually takes time and resources to create these vaccines. Um, Even if everything was going very well and was perfectly it would still be quite a few months before enough vaccines existed for us all to get vaccinated. Yeah, expediting production doesn't mean um, uh, Amazon two-day delivery. It means expedited, which means uh, nudging someone and going, hey, can you get that to me a little bit faster? Uh, so that's what, that's what the uh, pharma- pharmacy companies are currently trying to do. Um, which, I mean, I wouldn't be cheering too much because the part of the reason why production is as slow as it is, is because, um, AstraZeneca and Moderna aren't, um, and Pfizer aren't sharing their, uh, vaccine formulas with other pharmaceutical companies. They are keeping them proprietary, um, in order to sell them to governments, so that's on capitalism um another thing that uh i think is partially capitalism's fault is the cdc deciding that we should open schools 
as soon as possible. Um, and the good thing is, is that they finally released long-awaited guidelines uh, for how to reopen schools quickly and resume in-person learning. However, the CDC does not consider vaccinating teachers to be a precondition for opening in-person schooling, which I think is a giant mistake. Yeah, I think, I think uh, not vaccinating teachers is a giant mistake. I think the really difficult thing for a lot of uh, families with children right now is that they cannot afford childcare and they cannot work while caring for their child and it's putting an extreme strain on families. However, that alleviating that strain should not come at the expense of risking people's lives, which not vaccinating teachers would be. If we were able to roll out vaccination of teachers, I feel like this would be a not terrible plan. I would love to see states prioritize vaccinating teachers, uh, a thing several states have not been doing. Uh, that would go a long way to reopening schools safely because, yes, I want the kids in my life to have a good education, but not at the risk of their lives or their families' lives or their teachers. Because I've met children and they just touch everything and they get their germs everywhere and they love to spread them between people. Yeah, there there have been studies on like how um, teachers in their first year of school in normal times uh, get sick really a lot because um, because they are not they haven't developed immunity to all of the germs that the kids bring into schools. Um, that's an actual thing. So um, maybe don't stick uh, adults potentially uh, adults with. Um, conditions that uh, could make COVID worse in a, a classroom full of germy children, maybe. Yeah. Uh, several of my favorite teachers throughout the years have been incredibly old uh, or have just been open about having chronic illnesses, whether that be, you know, diabetes, asthma, or just good old... <laughs> being old and then your back starts to hurt for no reason and then your knees start to hurt and nobody really knows people know why that happens but they all hate it so i think we should vaccinate teachers so this let's make their lives just a tiny bit better if we're going to make them spend time with our kids yeah yeah i can't help but think of one of my favorite teachers um i had who which was surprisingly a calculus teacher Y'all know how I can't do math, and that's because um, this teacher had cancer and um, was only able to teach half of uh, our year, but she had cancer for many, many years, and it just got worse my year. Um, but what would she have done? Would she have been forced to go back to school in this situation? There are teachers with cancer right now who are trying to figure out whether it's, whether teaching children, they're you know, doing their calling is worth the risk of their lives. People are making those decisions every day, and it's just extremely difficult. It's a hard position that we've forced people into, and we don't need to do that. Um, a lot of people at the beginning of the pandemic, after being forced to spend time with their own kids that they are responsible for, uh, developed a newfound appreciation for teachers 
And I don't think we should let that go away just because we've had to spend a whole year with our kids that we are (laughs) responsible for. Yeah. Uh, We should continue to appreciate teachers and do what we can to protect them by asking that uh, our states and our governments work to vaccinate them before we send our kids back to in-person learning. Yeah, I think that is a very simple solution to a very large and difficult problem. Um, Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that vaccinating teachers is not a priority. Like, it just... We already knew that America does not value its teachers. You know, teachers get paid, like, absolute dog crap. Um... That like it's a joke that te- oh you're going to you're going to teach you're going to become a teacher haha ha, you're not going to make any money like that's that's the way people think of teaching when they're an adult but then they rely on these teachers to raise their children and teach their children um so maybe let's like you know at the very least get them vaccinated and you know at most stock their schools with supplies that the kids can use instead of forcing teachers to go into their you know very limited paychecks and uh buy supplies for their students among other things like god the way the way we treat teachers in this country is absolutely horrendous on a good day um and i just want something good to come out of this pandemic and if that good thing is vaccinating teachers and paying teachers more and respecting teachers great can we please do that i think uh we as a society have seen that the jobs that are helpful to our society and to our cultural um, these essential workers are undervalued by and large across the board uh we don't pay them enough. We don't give them benefits. Uh, oftentimes, what we deem essential workers aren't respected or uh, have healthcare within our larger society, but we do literally need them to have anything function in the world. So we should do what we can to protect them and to advocate for them and work with them. Exactly. One last bit of COVID news. We just want to update you on the numbers, and as of this recording, there have been a reported 484,000 deaths in the United States from contracting COVID, or after contracting COVID-19. This is nearly half a million people. It's a disgrace, and... My love goes out to all of the people who have lost someone to COVID, and I'm sorry that everyone has failed you in this way. So many of these deaths were preventable. Um, Had we began to work sooner, had we um, gotten more guidance from our public health officials, had we all listened to our public health officials, things wouldn't be as bad as they are right now and yes people still would have died i don't want to pretend to have we all follow the rules uh, that nobody would have died that's just not true with uh, any disease 
Um, but some of these deaths could have been prevented. Some of the people who got sick didn't need to get sick, and we should have done more to protect them. And I hope we will do more to be responsible and compassionate neighbors going forward. So, um, speaking of responsible and compassionate, let's talk about people who aren't. So, our main topic of the day is Donald Trump's second impeachment. That's right, there have... This Donald Trump is the first president to have been impeached twice. And, um... Yeah, uh, if you're thinking, wait, it's over already? Yes, the whole thing is over. So Donald Trump was impeached very soon after the uh, January 6th insurrection. And then this past week, uh, as we're recording on Sunday, this past week, the entire impeachment trial happened. It's done. It's over. It took five days. Last week, after we recorded, we decided, you know, hey, let's talk about the ongoing impeachment trial that will be happening, uh, because I'm sure, you know, we'll both be pretty tired, but it's going to be big news what's happening. And it's big news that happened. It's done already. It'll be old news by the time this podcast is out. Like, how... Last time, the impeachment was very long and very frustrating, yes, but it was important, and witnesses were called, and people testified, and things happened, and we understood why the president calling Zelensky was so bad. It was Zelensky, right? Yeah. It was Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah, we understood why the president calling Zelensky, who was a foreign Eastern European leader, uh, and, like, threatening him was bad. You know, we got the full picture of why it was bad. This time it was more obvious what, why what happened was bad. But, um, maybe, maybe impeachments should not only last five days. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I do appreciate the video the defense put together of Donald Trump's speech on the day of the insurrection and then his followers doing the things he told them to do, uh, I, this, this could have been a thing that involved witnesses and like real questioning about the foundations of our democracy and if we're willing to stand for this. Um, but as it turns out, Republicans seem pretty okay with this happening. Like, sure, they almost died, but, like, it's fine. There was video shown. So, um, the, uh, House managers, which, who are basically the lawyers working against Trump in, you know, the courtroom, uh, showed video of Mike Pence literally running away from the mob that was trying to kill him. I don't understand any of it. Not only did we get footage of Mike Pence running from the insurrectionist mob, uh, we also saw that the insurrectionist mob uh, almost got 
the nuclear football that is with Mike Pence. Yes. Uh, you know, just in case. Yes. Uh, if Donald Trump dies and it is necessary for him to use nuclear weapons. And that's not a thing I am very comfortable with in general. Yeah, I mean... God, at least Mike Pence had the the forethought to run with them, with the coats. I don't even... I if, Am I praising Mike Pence? It's just with a guy. I mean, Mike Pence doesn't want either you or I to exist, so there's that. But at least he didn't want a potential nuclear war to happen with... Um, People who stormed the Capitol in charge. That is a very low bar. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Mike Pence, but I did not want his uh, security detail captured, nor for him to be hung on the noose that the crowd erected. It, it's very much a, I just don't like you as a person, and I hope you step in dog poop kind of dislike that I hold for Mike Pence. My my dislike for Mike Pence is slightly more um, intense than that because I believe he let people die of a deadly disease twice with um, no uh, consequences whatsoever. Um, and I believe there should have been, and there still can be consequences if, you know, Congress wanted to do anything. But yeah, I... I despise Mike Pence. I think it's fair to say that if I despised any politician, it would be, you know, number one, Donald Trump, number two, Mike Pence, number three, George Bush, Harry Kissinger's in there. But, like, he at least, at least he didn't want nuclear war to happen. Or he, at least he thought that he would be a better leader in in case of nuclear war than the people who literally stormed the capital and tried to kill him yeah uh i feel like my concern is generally about our democracy not necessarily him as a person uh although i should say it's probably obvious to all of our listeners when i am deeply uncomfortable wishing ill on anyone no matter what they've done to me because mike pence has arguably made a lot of my life worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't wish ill upon anyone. I, what I wish for people that I despise is that they somehow grow a heart and, you know, realize that other people exist who are not like them and are equally as deserving of existence and respect. Mike Pence doesn't have those qualities. I hope he gets them. That's what I want. But I guess back to, like, the news <laughs> in hand. Sorry, we went uh, on a tangent about Mike Pence. <laughs> I know, we're sorry. <laughs> um, uh, back to the uh, impeachment trial. Donald Trump was acquitted uh, and was decided to be not guilty of inciting the Capitol Hill riot, despite the strongest bipartisan support for conviction in United States history beating the record set by the last time Donald Trump was impeached. That's impressive. Uh, you know, Donald Trump always wanted to be, like, written in history and um, remembered and, you know, 
set records and all that and be the biggest and the best well like you're you're the best at getting people to want you out of office i guess but also the best at somehow ex escaping those consequences which um okay so at the end of this trial uh, all 50 Democrats currently in the Senate and seven Republicans in the Senate voted to convict President Donald Trump, the former president of the United States of America. Um, but it requires two thirds of a majority to convict um, and uh, to convict Trump, which would uh, in if if the if Trump was still holding office, removal from office, but it would have also disqualified him from holding future office, which is um it would have been good. It would have been yeah so nice to not worry about this madman coming back into power. It would have been, it would have been nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a little impressed that even seven Republican senators had the, uh, balls to vote to convict, you know, have, have, have the, um, minuscule slight bit of integrity that they found deep in the corners of their mom's purses where all the cookie crumbs live. But, yeah, we would have needed, um, how many more would we have needed? We, we would have- Like, ten more. We would have needed ten more senators to, um, vote to convict someone who incited an insurrection upon their place of work, where they had to go into hiding and run away from rioters- and they couldn't they couldn't do it they they couldn't let go of the idea of the power donald trump held for just a minute and vote with their uh yeah it was not disappointing um really that only seven republican senators voted to convict because I did not expect Donald Trump to get convicted because if there is anything our justice system is good at, it is protecting old white men from the consequences of their own behavior. Uh, but I am very frustrated by this decision, and I am angry, and I am going to remember all of this the next time any of these people run for office. Yeah, um, do you want to know something that'll make you angrier? I mean, you already know this, you wrote the outline, but should, should we discuss uh, why this, why it's so important and also why we know that these Republican senators are just plain spineless? Yeah, let's go. So minutes after voting to acquit, which means voting to allow him to run for future office in this country, um, Senator Mitch McConnell, the former Senate Majority Leader, um, now Senate Minority Leader, uh, said he holds Trump practically and morally responsible for the Capitol riot. 
So we can infer that he and several other senators who voted to acquit Trump and let Trump go know that Trump is extremely dangerous and just didn't want to vote about it, you know, didn't want to use their power as senator to um, vote vote for what they knew was true. Yeah, Mitch McConnell is a coward. Let me start there. And it's devastating because this would not happen in any other trial to any of us if we were put on trial for hiring people to basically kill our uh, co-workers and overthrow the company we work for. If the jurors were our co-workers, we would not be declared not guilty with this overwhelming amount of evidence. And Senator Mitch McConnell knows he's doing the wrong thing. He admitted to doing the wrong thing. He's just too afraid to do the right thing. He knows that Donald Trump is responsible. He knows he is guilty for the Capitol riot and says he holds him responsible without actually holding him responsible. That is not accountability, and it certainly isn't any form of justice. Yeah, just Mitch McConnell is a coward. Everyone who voted to acquit Trump is a coward or deluded into believing that everything Donald Trump says is true, in which case, do we want them to hold office? Um, In either case, do we want them to continue to hold office and continue to have power in this country, which is one of the most powerful countries in the world? Um, Yeah, it's just, it's horrifying. And I think we need to remember who voted to acquit and to make sure that they are out of a job. In a statement after he was acquitted, President Trump offered no remorse at all for his actions and suggests that he plans to continue to be a force in politics for a long time to come, Um, which probably means that the Republican Party is going to continue to listen to him and continue to be influenced by him and hold him in high regard. And that didn't need to happen. We could have avoided this. And we didn't. Uh, And that's kind of on them. Yeah. And this just, this means that we have to deal with the reality that Donald Trump could hold public office again in the future. And we have to do everything in our power to stop it. Yeah, I should say, as we are recording this on Valentine's Day, Trump 2024 is trending on Twitter, and I hate it. Yeah. I don't know what else to say to that, but mood, yes. Um, But there are, uh, there is hope we can do things to stop this fate from happening. Look, we only have one thing in how we can act this week. We only need you to do one thing, uh, because the impeachment trial already happened. It was a mess, uh, but what you can do to help prevent the future tragedies of 
Donald Trump being in public life, is to call your legislators to support democracy reform with HR1 and SR1, the For the People Act. This bill is aimed at addressing the years of erosion of our democracy by shoring up voting rights, reforming campaign finance, and heightening ethical standards. Protecting our democracy is the perfect response to the existential threat of Donald Trump and of all of the people that follow him. Just call your legislators about this. Um, Support uh, progressive candidates across the board. Um, And, you know, as we always say for in our little how you can act section, please wear a mask. Please get vaccinated if you can. Practice all of the safety protocol possible because you being alive is excellent and your continued survival is extremely important and also is a big f you to donald trump who like i think probably wants me dead like not me specifically but like people similar to me at least like i'm pretty sure donald trump doesn't want me to exist so like i'll exist despite him and i'll continue doing things and being safe so that i I can continue my existent existence. Yeah. Uh, be it, continue to be alive and compassionate and responsible. Uh, care about your neighbors and protect people through listening to public health officials. Uh, either because it is a joyful act and you love the people around you in your life and you want to ensure that they live for a long time. Or out of spite to anyone who wants you dead. Either way, you win because you stay alive. Yeah. And if you're doing it out of spite, you know, it just it just feels good sometimes to be like, I exist and they don't like it and they can go screw themselves. Um, I think we should maybe go switch back to Joy for a, a little while. Maybe the rest of this episode. Uh, because I feel like I'm maybe starting to lose you a little bit. Yeah, um, slightly. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, we do have some good news. Uh, some of which, all of which really you are an expert on. So, uh, Narali, what's happening with Taylor Swift? Yeah, so um, Taylor Swift on uh, January 13th released uh, the... Nope. No, January 12th. No, it's not January. Oh, February. Wow. Okay. Months. Time is fake. Who cares? (laughs) On a day, on a day recently, Taylor Swift released uh, the uh, newly recorded version of um, Love Story, which is a song you probably know. However, what's special about this version is A, she is no longer 18 years old and her vocals have matured and sound amazing and good and better. Um, And also Taylor Swift owns the masters to this and no money is going to uh, the notoriously exploitative Scooter Braun or um, Scott Borchetta or um, any men other than the men that were like actively involved in recording and creating this taylor owns this song and pretty soon um on april 9th i know that date is correct because it was the secret message uh (laughs) on april 9th uh it looks like taylor will be releasing 
the entirety of the Fearless album as her own recording, um, as her own masters. And in addition to that, she's going to be releasing six songs from the vault that were never released that she wrote around at the same time. She wrote Fearless, but couldn't add to an album because albums had a limited number of songs at one point because they needed to be sold physically, like on CDs. And you could only fit a certain amount of songs on that. Um, wild stuff. But now that doesn't matter. So we're going to get six sur surprise songs in addition to the 20 songs that are already on the Fearless Platinum edition. Because she's basically re-releasing Fearless Platinum with the additional songs. And it's just very exciting and lovely. And Taylor has turned something extremely negative, which is losing control and ownership of her very storied career and turned it into a positive of revisiting old gems and having fun and remembering the good times. It's really nice. Yes, congratulations to all Taylor Swift fans and everyone else who will be swept up in a wave of nostalgia in April. Yeah. Yeah, you saw the, the lyric video, right? I did, yeah. and you know what? It made me really question large parts of my youth, <laughs> uh, including all of my fashion decisions. And maybe Gen Z is right, and I should switch back to a middle part. <laughs> I mean, I look cute as heck either way, but maybe I should. Maybe. Um, my part changes because I play with my hair a lot. It just it goes wherever throughout the day. Um, but yeah. What, uh, one cool thing about the lyric video was that uh, someone was wearing a Taylor Swift is in my top eight t-shirt and kids these days don't know what a top eight was. No. No, no they do not. And that's when I realized oh. I was old. I was like, oh, they don't know what a top eight is. Like, I was too young to have a MySpace when MySpace was at its, like, peak. But um, I knew what a top eight was. I knew it was very yeah. important. And also Taylor Swift was very active on MySpace and it was great. And if you can find like screenshots of her old posts then it's so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no opinion on this next piece of news, I guess. Uh, but Megan and Harry are having a new baby. So congratulations to the happy couple and the fact that the good things still exist in the world like babies. Yeah, uh, I think it's great that baby Archie is going to have a younger sibling. And also, I enjoy the fact that Meghan Markle and Harry, does he have a last name anymore? Or a title? Is he just Harry? Um, I'm glad Markle. that... Harry Markle. I'm glad that Meghan and Harry Markle are able to just kind of do what they want because they said goodbye to the royal family and we're like yeah we're not dealing with all these rules and all this racist bs that you force us to put up with in the press we're gonna move to north america and just like live a happy life and i'm glad they're going to continue living their happy life with a new child it seems nice yeah uh also the monarchy is just like bad for many many reasons and you know they colonized our people so you know any any f you to the monarchy is good in my book 
And our last piece of good <laughs> news. I, we are coming up of a historic project for Awesome, where over $2.25 million has been raised for various charities, a large chunk of which will be going to Save the Children and Partners in Health. And I am very happy about that and for the many good things uh, that have come out of this online community that cares so much about each other and also cares about people outside of the community because we're all connected and we want the world to be less sucky. In the words of John Green, in the words of Troy Bolton, we're all in this together. Um, he did say that on stream. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I had such a lovely time. Um, I'm very tired, obviously, from the P4A, but it was truly historic. It is, uh, without a doubt, the biggest project for awesome we've ever had in 14 Project for Awesomes. Um, projects for Awesome. Haven't figured that out yet. But um, there have been 14 of these uh, lovely charity events, and the Project for Awesome was the first charity it was the first charity live stream. It was the first internet telethon. Um, and it was amazing. We raised the most money ever. We uh, the last time we we beat our record, which was set in 2016, and we raised over 2.25 million dollars for charity. A lot of which is going to Partners in Health and Save the Children, and a lot of which is also going to charities chosen by the community. And I think that's so beautiful. Um, it's an honor to be able to work with Project for Awesome these past couple years that I've been able to. And yeah, the stream was great. How, oh, oh, Katrina, uh, we could uh, talk about this one fun thing. What are your thoughts on... You know what I'm asking. And you're shaking your is head this, Is this about Beanie Sandfurbs or...? Yes. Beanie Sandfurbs. How do you feel? How are you doing? I was afraid of Furbies when I was a child. Oh dear. And seeing a Furby covered in beans has just reignited that past fear. I am so sorry. At first, uh, I wanted to kill Furbeans San... I want... Uh, Beanie Sandfurbs. Beanie Sandfurbs. Beanie Sandfurbs. At first, I wanted to kill Beanie Sandfurbs in a fire. Um... But because but that would just cook him. <laughs> no, just cook him. It, it's true. But I think I was I became desensitized to Beanie over time because I just kept seeing it everywhere. Um, I am amazed at TikTok star Hank Green's ability <laughs> to really create new ways to engage the community through very controversial things like butt is legs and beanie sandfurbs a furby made of baked beans named after bernie sanders i just he's really good at charity live streams because he really 
gets us involved. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to um, Dino NASA, which was a which is a big part of Project for Awesome, where um, people who donate can get their names written on plastic dinosaurs, and uh, they they just have I... rigged up a system to get the dinosaurs to the moon. And then this year, they also rigged up a system to get the dinosaurs to orbit around the moon and go to Mars. So we saw John Green go to Mars, which was just mind-blowing. I just want to acknowledge that none of this makes sense if you were not involved no. in the project for awesome. So hopefully you will join us next year for this excellent charity live stream. Um, it's You have and- to be there. It's just wild and fun and amazing. I love it. The The internet is a weird and wonderful place. Uh, and that is our final piece of good news. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the Project for Awesome and helped raise at least $2.25 million. The live stream is over, but the fundraiser is still going on for a couple of days. Um, um, not as of recording, as of this airing um live stream will have ended last night i mean donations will have ended last night it's too late to do that but i'm still very grateful even though my numbers on uh as of this recording might be wrong yeah um you can Um, uh download tabs for cause and donate to uh the foundation to decrease world suck if you want to benefit the next project for awesome uh, finally, Narali, what is our mango fact this week? Our mango fact is that um, mangoes are happening in Miami. Um, there are currently mango blossoms in Miami, Florida, and they're just they're just perfect conditions for mangoes. So perfect that the people are suffering because when plants grow. Some people, like me in the spring, suffer. Um, So Floridians, uh, please take your allergy medicine if you have seasonal allergies like I do. And um, enjoy the mangoes. I cannot wait for mangoes to get up here where there is still a solid foot of snow on the ground because it just hasn't melted from last time. Yeah, I got a couple inches of snow here in Pittsburgh, as well as the warning this morning that literally every sidewalk that was cleared and every road has just a couple layers of ice on it. Did they not so salt I'm not allowed... the roads beforehand? No, no, they did. That's how bad it was uh, this weekend. Wow. And hopefully no one is... Uh, I am not supposed to go outside. Please, is basically, yeah. what's happening? Please be careful if you're walking around the the mean streets of Pittsburgh. Um, they're so cold. They're so cold and icy, and I don't want anyone to slip on black ice because that is dangerous. That's it for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can, if you want to keep hanging out with us, you can find me at Katrina Ames on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Narali? Uh, hopefully sleeping, but um, you can also probably find me on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, 
occasionally TikTok, very rarely, but it's a good time sometimes. Um, but yeah, hopefully I will be sleeping as you're listening to this. And Nerali's handle on all of those websites is at Firewood Sparkler. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. I just, I just, you know. It's fine. I'm sorry. I, I really, um, Katrina really <laughs> held it together for this podcast. Um, so, uh, yes, full credit to Katrina Ames, uh, this episode of On Your Left Pod. I just showed up. Um, and if you want us to just keep showing up you can help us by supporting us at patreon at patreon.com slash on your left pod this has been the on your left all about trump's second impeachment thanks for listening bye